Welcome to Julian's Lightroom, episode 11. Thank you if you are tuning in and sharing this space with me. I appreciate all of those who have spent some time listening to something I've created. I hope it could be of some value to you. This podcast is a dual effort of practicing, speaking, and illustrating my mind. Um, sharing my mind coherently with others. And also, I hope to provide some sort of value um, to those listening. I kind of think of this as a way to share information that I wish I had known, felt, or thought about sooner in my life. And so, if any of this is helpful or new to you and could... um, open up a different doorway of possibility, then that is what I'm hoping for. Um, But at the very least, I hope to make it a pleasant listening experience, even if it's something you're already aware of. I'm just sharing things that I found to be very helpful for me and things that I find important and interesting. And so thank you for being curious with me, spending this time here on planet Earth with me in whatever form that might be. I love you. I love you very much. No matter who you are, and that is me trying to practice unconditional love. Not as easy as it sounds. It's easy to conceptualize things, but to do them is harder, but it's worth doing. Anyways, this episode, we are going to be talking about why your words are magic. Your words, the ones you're hearing right now, the ones that are traveling through this microphone, through the cable, into the audio mixer, into another cable, into the laptop, onto the internet, through your phone or listening device, into your chosen audio apparatus, and into your head, resonating frequencies within your eardrums. I'm going off on a tangent, but it's cool to think about. Uh, But actually, it's kind of helpful to think about Uh, if we talk, uh, if I get my head wrapped around um, the topic of this conversation, which is why words are magic. And so there I just kind of described the traveling of words, of sounds, of influence um, between me and you through this audio format. There's other ways that we can communicate words to each other. I can send you a text message. I can write you a letter with an ink and quill. I can speak out loud and let the air resonate and travel into your ears. There's so many different ways that we can communicate with each other. And communication is extremely powerful. So powerful that I dare call it magic. And so what we're going to do is we're going to, or I'm going to attempt to break down what words are, my understanding of what words are, my understanding of what I mean by magic and why words, I believe, are magic. And this concept has been, um, how do I even say, like, brought forth to my brain by a particular author, as of more recently, who goes by the name of Don Miguel Ruiz. 
I believe is how I pronounce it. He is the author of The Four Agreements. You may have heard of this book. If you've heard of it and not read it, I highly recommend you read it. If you haven't heard of it and have not read it, I highly recommend you read it. If you have heard of it and have read it, read it again. It is a beautifully written book about four very powerful agreements that we can make with ourselves and with the world that can help influence our life. There is also a sequel called The Fifth Agreement, which goes with it very nicely, and that's the one I've been reading lately. But a large part of it is to be impeccable with your word. Be very careful with how you use your word because your word has so much more power attached to it than you might think and you might know. And I'm going to try to illustrate why that is the case and my experience with the word and learning how to use it in the way that I want to use it and how it can affect the world around us. So let's dive into what is a word? Okay, might be a silly question, but I think it's important for us to contextualize what we're talking about and understand it at a bit of a deeper level. I mean, when do you ever go and talk to someone about, about, hey, what is a word? Let's talk about like the essence of a word and what it means to have words and to use words. Um, seems pretty obvious since we've been doing it since, you know, we could talk, but if we understand what it is a little bit more, then we can know how to use it for exactly what we want, right? So a word is a symbol, I would say. Either an audio or a visual symbol. Audio being like words and sounds and hearing them spoken. And then a visual symbol would be like words on a page typed out or on a computer, whatever the case. Either way, it is a symbol that evokes some sort of reaction in you. If I say elephant then you know what i mean all i've done is i've made some sounds with my vocal cords and all of a sudden you have a picture of an elephant in your mind okay and so we use these words to try to describe what's on our mind to someone else because you may know what an elephant is so if i say elephant oh you know what i'm talking about okay then we can understand each other I know what you're trying to say. I know what you're trying to share with me. And, you know, we have the word elephant. I can put words before that or after it or all around it to create an even more complex story or vision. You know, the elephant rode a skateboard and did a 360 McTwist off of the ramp. Okay, we've got a more elaborate story. Then you might start asking more questions about what's going on. Anyways... We use words to communicate with one another and they are a symbol. They are a symbol that points to reality. They're a symbol that tries to describe reality. And I'm kind of coming to this realization through reading the aforementioned books and through listening to myself speak and listening to others speak that words are and can only ever be an approximation of the truth. And what I mean by truth is the present, like the present, this moment right now, and every sensation and experience that comes with being in this present moment right now. This present moment right now, you know? You can describe a sunset to someone in as much detail as possible, but unless you're sat there looking at it in the moment, the words will never do. 
and you can describe this beautiful dish that you had at this incredible restaurant and the vibes and the night that you had and it's and it's and people can do it really well people are great storytellers but it will never replace the actual lived experience of going to that restaurant or going for that night out or having that time spent to that person with that person or where wherever it is that to me is the truth the truth can't even be spoken <laughs> the truth can't even be spoken because there's so much depth to it it's impossible to capture with words another analogy i could use is like a mirror if you look at a mirror it has a very crisp such an accurate reflection of reality around it but it does not carry with it the intricate qualities that reality has so if you look at the mirror at yourself it looks very realistic but it doesn't have the depth it doesn't have the softness of your skin it doesn't have the heat or the cadence of your breath it's just an image it's just a reflection and though it's very accurate it is not the truth that's what i mean by truth and i hope that that is making sense the truth cannot be spoken it can only be pointed to with words and sometimes sometimes words just don't quite cut it and but sometimes words can be beautiful as well words are art is um what the author tends to say the words that we use the stories that we tell that's art we paint a picture with our words and we can use our words for art we can make a beautiful story and speak beautifully and speak beauty into the world or we can speak despair we can speak ugliness and we can speak darkness into the world it's ours for the choosing and you can create a combination of both. You can speak beauty and ugliness into the world. So, words. Words, words, words. Words are an approximation of the truth. That is my current understanding. They are like art. They are like painting a picture. I can paint you a picture to try to describe as accurately as possible my experience of reality. But unless you're me, hey. <laughs> This is a truth that can't be truthed by anybody else. You know what I'm saying? So, words, approximation of reality. This is especially apparent when you find that someone else who engaged in a very similar experience had a very different outlook on it. So for example, like if I had a job working with some particular people and someone else had the same job working with the same people and they told me they had an awful time but I had a good time then we each had our own distinct truth my truth was that I had a good time and your truth was that you had a bad time and they're both real and neither one is like this place is a good or a bad time it's what you make of it and it's what your experience of it was and that's truth to you right have you ever, um, like someone has been like, oh, dude, you got to try this. It's awesome. And then you go do it and you're like, meh, it wasn't that good. Or someone's like, nah, nah, that sucks. And then you go do it and you're like, I don't know what they were talking about. That was awesome. 
you know? It's not that you're wrong. It's not that they're wrong. You're both painting your own picture of your reality. You're both telling your own story of your experience. And if your story was a good one, there you go. It's a good one. If your story was a bad one, that's okay too. That's also your truth. That's your story. That's the picture that you have painted. Okay. Now, I think we can move on past my understanding of what words are. Okay. So we use words to communicate. We use words to, yeah, communicate important information, to communicate enjoyable information, interesting information. We also use words in a bunch of other uh, uh, undesirable ways as well. But that's, man, I could talk forever about this. Goodness me. Let's talk about the weight that words hold and the weight that they carry and how powerful they actually are. Because I think that this is severely overlooked and it has been severely overlooked by me for a long time. And I think it's severely overlooked by most people. I think it's very, very, very important to be very careful with what words you choose to use because they have a real impact on reality more than you know, more than you realize. Every single word you say has a weight and an impact on reality. So you must understand that to decide what you want to do with your words. And I'm going to go into an example. If I say the word elephant, if I tell you and I have your attention to picture an elephant in your mind, picture an elephant in your mind, chances are you're picturing an elephant or something like an elephant. And even if you're trying really hard not to, you're like, oh, I'm not going to picture an elephant. Damn it. I pictured an elephant. You know what I mean? Or if I tell you don't picture an elephant in your brain, it's like you automatically you've pictured an elephant. But that may seem obvious, but get how crazy it is that I just made a sound with my voice and now you have a picture in your head. I just made a sound with my voice and now you have a picture in your head. And that's just me saying elephant. Now imagine if I said something manipulative and emotionally damaging. It's like, dude, that is a real evil spell to cast. But there's the other side of it too, where you can cast beautiful spells. You can cast spells of encouragement and inspiration to somebody. Right? And so we use our words and they have an effect on the people around us, no matter how small. And they happen in the tiniest of interactions. And this starts getting really complicated when we start thinking about all the different defenses that we have, all the different ways that our ego reacts to what someone else says, to a situation that's going on, and the words that we use to respond to it in order to create a story, in order to protect ourselves, um, in order to achieve something. A lot of the times we say things like reflexively, like it just comes out of us. We don't think about it too much and, and we live with it. Right. Um, but a lot of times we don't think about the impact that that had on those we said it to, or even ourselves. 
And I'll give you an example because there are a lot of times where I'll say something or I'll, or I'll be around a particular group of people for a while and I'll start acting a kind of way. And then when I leave that group, I go, damn, like who was that in the, that, that's not who I want to be. Like, that's not the way that I want to speak. That's not the way that I want to spend my time. That's not the kind of energy I'm trying to bring into the world. And it's tough and it's tough to figure out why. And you don't want to point fingers or blame anybody. Cause really it's you, it's me. You know what I mean? So here's a good example is, um, maybe I'm out, um, maybe I'm out with a group of friends. Okay. And we're getting dinner we're bowling or, you know, whatever the case is group activity. And the group starts talking negatively about someone we all have a mutual kind of relationship with, whether it's a colleague or a friend or whatever the case is. And, and everyone starts talking negatively on this person. And that becomes the momentum of the conversation of the group is to start speaking poorly about this person. Now being within this group and them all getting together and like feeding each other on this is like, there's this really deep urge within me to be accepted by this group. Not because they're spewing negativity, but I just want to be accepted by a group. I want to feel like a part of a community. I want to feel like I'm, I'm close with people. And so there are times where I'll join in and I will also say something negatively about this person. And I know for a fact in my heart that if they were sat there, I would not say that to their face. And that is cowardly. And then it also, not only is it, maybe it's not cowardly, but it's like, if I am speaking negatively about this person behind their back with this group, it's like, do I really mean that? Or am I just saying things for acceptance? And so something really interesting is going on there because one of my deep values is to be a part of a community and part of a group, have strong connections to a group. But spewing negativity is not a value that I wish to hold. Spewing positivity is. But what I did was I traded one of my values, which is speaking positivity to gain a different value which is being accepted by the group. So now I've traded one value to get the other. Was that worth it for me? No, my answer is no, because if I think about it and I think about who I want to be and what kind of world I want to live in, I would rather just not be accepted by that group then spew negativity. It's not worth it to spew negativity to be a part of a group. Why would you want to be a part of a group who feeds off of negativity? That's crazy. That's crazy. But the weird thing is, is not a lot of us know that there are other groups you can choose from. There are other groups you can be involved with where you'll be accepted and you will be celebrated for spewing positivity, for trying to make the world a beautiful place and not giving in to hate and to anger and to negativity. Like, bro, if you don't like this person so much, why are we talking about them? You know, like, why do we need to talk about them? Can we talk about something positive? You know, and, and I'm at a, so I'm just going to talk about my experience a little bit. I'm at a point in my life where I'm realizing all the ways that I like as a reflex join into these group kind of momentums, whether it's, you know, and this has been in the past, whether it's like 
using certain substances that I now don't like to use or speaking things or saying things or pretending to be a way that doesn't align with me. I am starting to realize when those things happen and I'm starting to feel it in the moment, that urge, that urge to say something, that urge to do something, to be accepted, that urge to uphold the perception that other people have of me by saying something, to build me up, to make me bigger, to make me better, whatever. And now I'm starting to feel it when it actually happens and now I'm starting to resist expressing that because I know it's not positive. So that leaves me at a point where (laughs) I'm kind of just holding my tongue most of the time now. And this is like a transitionary period where I've gone from like reflexively just talking a bunch of random shit to get acceptance or to pad my ego or to be a part of a group or whatever. And now I don't need that acceptance. And now I know not to feed my ego and it doesn't matter what people think of me. But then this also leaves kind of like an awkward stage where I'm kind of quiet a lot. I'm just observing a lot. And I don't often have a lot to say because what I normally would say and what is uh, like quick and easy for me to say is not actually what I want to bring into this world. And so I imagine this transitionary period to go from like where I was before, which is just saying things, whatever, not thinking about them. Now I'm thinking about what I might be saying and not saying it. (laughs) And then it's going to transition into choosing to say things that bring about the energy that I want to see in this world. So going from (laughs) saying a bunch of nonsense to not saying anything really at all, which is an exaggeration, but like you can imagine just like a little bit more quiet and observant. And then the shift is slowly going to happen to the other side where I'm going to start knowing what to say to bring about the positivity that I want to see and start stepping a little bit more into that courage of seeing what you want to see. It's kind of like when, you know, when you see someone uh, maybe being mistreated and you want to stand up for them, but maybe you got this like fear in your chest you're afraid like the words are in your throat and you're just like you got to step out of your comfort zone to be courageous to say something that's where i feel like i'm at right now that's where i feel like i'm at and i'm and i'm okay with this transition but but i'm gonna try to continue stepping towards being courageous to say the positive things that i wish to bring and i wish to see into this world sometimes saying nothing is better than saying anything And that's okay too. And it's really powerful actually to get comfortable with being in silence. It can be very awkward too. Let me give you another example. There are a lot of people who also want acceptance from others. And that acceptance may come in the form of agreement where someone like looks at you and says something and they like nod their head and they're like, right? And they're like trying to, they're like really want you to agree with them. Have you ever felt yourself just agree with them for the sake of appeasing them? Or when someone is obviously trying so hard to get you to laugh or to get the group to laugh and you force a laugh to appease them because they're looking for a laugh when you know in your heart 
You could have stayed stone cold the whole time. <sighs> That's an interesting thing to me. That's an interesting thing to me. Because to me, a real laugh, a real laugh is something that you can't help. It just comes out. That's energy that you can't hold in. That's, a, that's the best laugh is I can't help it. I can't help but laugh. I can't keep a straight face. You know, I'm having a hard time talking because I'm laughing. If you, man, let me tell you how liberating it feels. It might come off as rude, um, but I think that that's something we like I, I can let go of and I think I need to let go of is not giving someone the laugh when they're looking for it. If it doesn't make me laugh. Because then I'm being dishonest. I'm being dishonest to myself. I'm being dishonest to them. It's kind of a waste of energy. You know, but it can be very awkward when someone says something or they're trying to get a laugh out of you and they look at you and you just stay stone cold. <laughs> oh man, that makes me laugh now. I'm laughing now because it's because <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? It's like, I don't know. Like, I, I, it just, it just, I don't want to be dishonest. I don't want to be dishonest. I want to laugh when things are funny. And I want to be honest. I want to be honest. So, holy cow, where have I gone with this conversation? Conversation. Anyways, um, yeah, so we were at, <laughs> we we're at the power of the word, the power of the word and how, how it can have an effect on other people. So knowing that your word has an effect on others, like magic, like how I said before, if I say elephant and you have an elephant appear in your mind. Okay, I'm bringing myself back around. I'm sorry if this is strange to listen to. Actually, I'm not sorry. It is what it is, and here we are. So, we've kind of dissected why. Uh, why I would speak negatively about someone else in that instance. is because I was trying to achieve some sort of acceptance. But without having the awareness of that, or without asking myself the question to dive deeper, then I may never even ask the question like why did I say that and I may even never realize that I was looking for acceptance it's just so automatic with us we just say things that come out and we get so accustomed to it and it becomes so so autopilot that we don't question it and we just think that's who we are and that's what we are and that's how we do but I don't think that it's a good idea I think it's a way better idea to really thoroughly ask yourself, why am I saying what I'm saying? And so this brings me to the next um, kind of, uh, what do you call it, segment. And I put the string of words together and I like it. Think before you speak and after. So a lot of people say think before you speak and I don't think people think hard enough to be honest. But what's really helpful is thinking after you speak as well. Do you ever leave a situation and you say, why did I say that? Why did I say that? I was like, oh, I wish I didn't say that. Sometimes you say something and you don't mean it. 
And so ask yourself, why did I say that? What was I trying to do by saying that? How was I trying to feel by saying that? What, what was I hoping would happen if I said that? Did I say that so that way they think I'm cool? Did I say that to try to get them to like me? Did I say that to embarrass them and make them small and make myself big? Did I say that to protect myself because I'm insecure? Did I say that to avoid something? Did I say that to change the subject because I'm uncomfortable? Why did you say it? And it's okay. But just asking yourself with curiosity and trying to understand, why did I say that? What, what, what could those words, how could that person have taken those words? What effect could those words have had on that person? If I really think about it. And if I think about that person's disposition to the words, is that person especially sensitive and I know it? Am I taking advantage of that by saying something maybe a little bit more harsh than is necessary? That happens too. Am I telling them something just to make them happy? But it's a fake happiness because I'm lying to them. I've done that. I've done that a lot. We say something. We say what you think they want to hear. You say something you think that they want to hear. But really, I think deep down, all of us only want to hear as much truth as possible. Tell me how you really feel. Tell me how you really feel. Like, cut the shit. Not the end of this and that. Like, tell me how you really feel. What did I do that made today suck? What did I do that disappointed you? What did I do that hurt you? Please tell me. Please tell me because I might not have the awareness to catch myself all the time. And I need your help. I need your help to keep me in line. I need your help to watch over me. We'll be honest with each other. That is where I hope to see our words go. That is how I wish to use my words. So I urge those listening to spend one day being hilariously careful about what you say and pick apart every little thing that you say. <laughs> it might feel weird. It does feel weird. Why am I saying this? What is the best possible way for me, can, for me to say this? How can I speak the most truth and the most positivity with my words? And it's going to feel awkward. And you're going to feel like you're speaking like not yourself. Because we dig ourselves into these holes of speaking in certain ways. When you start speaking in a different way, it's going to feel weird. And if the way that you've been speaking has been untruthful and negative, then yeah, it's still going to feel weird when you try speaking positivity and truth. It's still going to feel uncomfortable and it's still going to be hard. But I think even the best of us 
should be looking at the words we are going to say and the words we have said and learn from it, which is why I say think before you speak because you are sending ideas, feelings, emotions at somebody with your words. You're doing all of it. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> whether you accept that or not, that's what I believe to be true. Is that you are casting spells at people with your words. That's why words are magic. And there's a lot of negativity going on. There's a lot of ego protecting. There's a lot of bringing others down to bring myself up. There's a lot of speaking words of hopelessness and of, oh, I'm not good enough. Or like, oh, you can't do that. That's crazy. Or like, what? That's, that's, no, that's too wild. No, that ambition is too high. It's like, bro. <laughs> if you want the ambition to be too high, then say it's too high. <laughs> that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. You're convincing yourself it's too high. Is it too high? You don't know. You got to try first. If you say it's too high and convince yourself it's too high, then so be it. But if you don't label it with your words, then you attach no story to it. Then you get to see what it really is when you experience it and you go through it. If I say in six months, I'd love to be blank, blank, blank. I'd love to be on a jet ski drinking coconut water. And a lot of people be like, man, you crazy crazy for that one that's way that's way too ambitious man that's way too tropical for you I'd be like is it your words are saying it is but let's find out let's fuck around and find out if we don't find out then we don't actually know the truth we're just making up stories with our words and then believing them and that's the crazy thing about words is that they're just stories they're just stories and they're just pictures that are being painted. That's why it's art. And you can choose to make beautiful art with your words and your stories, or you can choose to make lame art. You can choose to make art that makes you weak, that paints you in a weak story, that paints you as unable, that paints you as limited, that paints you as weak, as scared. Or you can paint yourself into a story where you're courageous and you can do anything you want to do. That's the thing about words. It's like, you might as well. You might as well. If the words aren't the absolute truth and they're just a picture of reality, why not paint the most beautiful picture you can? Because your words have weight. They go out and they influence the world around you. So wouldn't you want to influence it in the best possible way? When you want to be real, don't you want to speak the truth? It's hard speaking the truth. It hurts. It hurts to speak the truth. But you know, not a lot of things worth doing are easy. Or maybe the most important things worth doing are not easy. Some other things worth doing are easy, like eating ice cream. That's worth doing sometimes. And that's pretty, it's pretty easy. It's very easy. It's fantastic. But your words are magic. Your words can paint you into a box or they can set you free. 
and it's worth speaking words that are irrationally optimistic rather than speaking words that are rationally pessimistic because what's the point if life's just going to turn out the way it turns out <laughs> you might as well at least try to make it fantastic through your words instead of limiting and boxing yourself in with these words making life to be boring dull mundane bringing other people down to bring yourself up because you're insecure lying to other people to try to make them happy instead of making yourself happy by speaking the truth you know how it feels when you lie and lie and lie and it just sits in your chest like a weight it sucks and then you say the truth and sometimes it's hard and sometimes you hurt the person in front of you but damn you feel free after you feel like there's no homework to do you feel like you got time to do whatever you can do whatever you want when you're speaking the truth because you don't feel held back you don't feel ashamed mm. how are my words influencing the world around me how are they influencing how I feel how are they making the people around me feel am I encouraging myself and giving myself words of affirming love or am I punishing myself and telling myself that I'm not enough that I don't deserve this whatever picture you paint that's the story you see that's the story you believe. It's the story you feel. And you're going to start believing that story. In the book, The Fifth Agreement, the fifth agreement goes something like this. Always listen, but remain skeptical. Something like that. So your first step is to listen. Listen without judgment. Listen without trying to figure out something to respond to the other person listen without having tried to try to solve whatever it is they're saying or or have a rebuttal for it just listen just listen purely and cleanly listen to the story of their life that they're telling you because that's all that we tell each other is the story of our life whatever we decide to paint with our words it's like we're painting pictures for each other so just listen to what this person decides to paint but the remain skeptical part is to understand that it's not the truth. It's not the truth. It is their truth. It is what they describe and what they perceive as the truth to them. And that's real for them. It may not be real for you. The interesting thing about this agreement is that you also must apply it to yourself. You must listen to yourself, but also remain skeptical of the things that you say. Remember that when you are describing your reality and your experience with life, that is purely the image and the story that you have created for yourself. And it is also not the truth, the absolute truth. It's your truth, but it's not the truth. And it's important to remain skeptical of the things that you say. That's how we catch ourselves when we say, oh, damn, you know, 
I said that like instinctually to try to protect myself because I have an emotional trigger because of something. It's like when you visit family and you feel some like old emotional triggers pop up. You just try to sit through them, just try to breathe through them, just try to feel through them and you don't have to react to them. You don't have to react to them. And that's kind of what I was talking about, about like why I feel like I'm at this point in my life where there's a lot of me just observing and not always responding. Because I don't always know what to say and I'm not just going to say something for the sake of saying something. Or at least I don't want to. I still do. But I don't necessarily want to. And if I do say something, I want it to, and that's not always super obvious how to say that or what to say. And so I'd rather be careful, not say something that spreads negativity or that brings someone else down or that boosts my ego. I'd rather just be quiet. I'd rather just be quiet, just for a moment, just for a little bit of time, and then slowly experiment with saying different things in an attempt to bring more love and positivity into the world. Because our words are magic, our words are like, they're like magic spells. You can avada kedabra someone, you can bring them down, you can make them feel bad with your words. You can also make someone feel good, you can inspire someone the words that you have can change their life genuinely. So how are you going to decide to change someone's life? How are you going to decide to change your own life through your words? Your words hold a lot of weight, a lot of weight, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Can't be understated. I don't think it's super overlooked, like crazy overlooked. You'll catch people just saying whatever, dude. If you're in a group of people, just like be quiet the next time and watch everyone talk. Just notice how many times people are looking for affirmation, looking to be accepted from somebody, looking to get a laugh, looking to be seen as cool or seen as adventurous or seen one way or another, trying to influence the perception everyone has of them. I don't, I can't diagnose anyone else, but I can diagnose myself. And when I'm speaking that way, it's because I don't accept myself. And if I accept myself, then pfft, I don't need to say a damn thing unless I want to. Unless I want to. And I'm trying to understand what to say at the right time to make this world a more beautiful place, to make myself and those around me as strong, as healthy, and as happy as possible. You can do that with your words, but first it requires surgery-like diving into the workings of your vocabulary, of your habits, Notice yourself speaking. Think after you speak. 
Did I say that because I meant to? Or did I say that because it was a habit? Was it a reflex? Why do I have that reflex? Am I always trying to fill the space in the air? Because I'm uncomfortable with silence? What am I doing? <laughs> Just ask yourself, what am I doing? Oh man, what am I doing? What am I doing when I say these words? And so I tried my very best to be very careful with the words that I chose to use on this episode today. And I'm going to continue to try to be careful with the words that I use for the rest of my life. And if you ever catch me saying some shit that you do not think I should be saying, you let me know. And I will be honest with you. And I will think about it. If you're honest with me, I'll be honest with you. And if you're not honest with me, I will still try my best to be honest with you. We can help each other. We can catch each other when we fall. Instead of watching each other fall and then falling down with each other. That's whack. <laughs> Everyone's doing that. Everybody doing that. Not everyone. There's some beautiful people. There are some incredible people who use their words very, very well. Those people are worth seeking out. Those people are worth creating relationships with and learning from. And thank you to everyone who has helped me learn about myself and the impact that I have on the world around me and how to make it the best it can possibly be. There's so many different ways that we can do that. So please... As this episode comes to an end, the challenge I bestow upon myself and upon you for the rest of this day, be so careful with the words that you use. And just know that you will risk looking like a damn fool or looking quiet or seeming boring or seeming uninterested. You're going to have all these things pop up in other people's minds but it's important thing to learn to not care what other people think because if you do then you are living for them you no longer are living for you and if their values are whack then you're going to be acting whack if you're trying to please people who have whack ass values you're going to be doing some whack ass shit I love you and we all fall it's okay but we got to get back up and we're here to pick each other up I'm here to pick you up please pick me up <laughs> please pick me up this has been episode 11 of Julian's Lightroom looking forward to the next one take care speak with love and I will see you next time. Bye.